the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour podcast. Now, I know the phone lines are open, and I know the phone is ringing, even though Justin probably thinks it's for Gallagher, and it might be. But if you want to participate in the podcast, the phone number is 312-642-5600. Now, this is a podcast, so this is different than the show. You can expound upon ideas a little bit. You can discuss things in a vernacular that most of us use. Now, granted, it's not a radio show, but I like to think of it as if it were. So I don't listen to a lot of talk radio. I really don't. I listen to the morning show. I listen to this station a lot. And, uh, you know, I travel and I'll listen to some stations in Florida when I'm down there. But there is a, um, and this has been a gripe of mine, really for uh, ever since Mitt Romney was running. You remember that fraud, the original architect of Obamacare? There has been a mantra to just cattle drive people and party politic people so that the real issues in which the ruling class seem to constantly profit from never are really damaged or never have to change. And the stronghold over America, the hybrid system of of America, where some of us are delusional enough to consider ourselves free men rather than recognizing the socialists we are, have some glimmer of hope, right? And I always thought that those maybe 20%, 30%, I like to think it's a third, but I'm not quite sure. The older I get, the less optimistic I become when I talk to some of the people who pretend to be on that side. Um, I always thought that they were immune to bullshit. I always thought that we, the people who participated in uh, conservative, I don't even like saying that word, I stalled on it, because I want to say the American principles and fundamentals, the originalist concepts, that we were different. And I still think we are, to a certain extent. But I cannot help but notice how much we are alike with the Democrats. And I'll tell you what I mean. Um, And it's not everybody, but it's just a a large portion of us as we're driven into this, this fury of party partisan support as the debt just is at unprecedented levels, as the spending is at ridiculous, ridiculous, inconceivable heights. And it's 
it's specifically meant to deceive us. So I was listening to all of the pundits, how great, this is the greatest economy. That's all I hear as I'm inundated with bullshit from guys who used to be conservatives. And none of them mention 22.2 million people work for the government, far more than under Obama. Unemployment numbers are so skewed that the ones we made fun of under Barack Obama, we now accept, we put mustard on it, we eat it like it's a hot dog from Portillo's. Just give me more. I believe you. Unemployment's never been lower. And then we separate the classes. You remember how we spent eight years. We're not a class structure. There's no such thing as class. It's not about race. It's about the individual. How we were told and we said with pride all of the American principles we used to hold dear. Now it's all different. We got Hispanic unemployment. We got black unemployment. We got female unemployment. What the hell happened? And I keep hearing frauds, fraud, fund managers, not guys who participate, but fund managers who lose other people's money, who give, put lipstick on pigs as they sell nonsense, talk about how great as GDP is so frauded and so reliant on credit, on spending, on Keynesian infusion, we don't even know what the truth is. Nobody speaks of the 22.2 million Americans that work directly for the government. So how many taxpayers does it take to just pay for them, their benefits, and their pensions? Because out of the 330 million, only half are of working age. How many of those half are already on welfare, are already subsidized, already derive incomes from government spending, let alone the 22.2 million, million people who work directly for the state? And what you've managed to do here is hybrid America to where that rare few who work in the actual real economy, not the government-subsidized one, but the real one, are funding all the rest. See, that's how it really works. So as they point to a stock market that isn't built on those things that stock markets were supposed to be, on the actual productivity of the companies in the market, the vast majority of them have deals directly with the government, are recipients of government-infused spending, and government-spent contracts. And now that we all know openly, as Paul Krugman wrote in his article, you remember Paul Krugman, the guy that all the conservatives hated? Wrote in an article, debt doomsday sayers and double standards, and he's exactly right, how, how, how the Trumponomics is based on Krugman Keynesian bullshit. And mum's the word. Mum's the word. Right? You need some moron with a side part and a boxy suit to come and tell you how everything's great and you just, you just, just don't question it? When nothing has been done to return the economy to the people? See, to me, these are important parts. To me, the debt that we leave behind and the fraud that we commit will come home to roost when our ancestors, our kids, the people we cherish most, will pay the bill. 
you know, the ones that every once in a while we'll use as weapons to take somebody else's property. So the intellectual honesty is possessed by a small, infinitesimal percentage of people in this country. And we're being mobbed into these positions of doubling down on stupid at every turn. I'm going to go to the lines. we got a call. I love the calls. Bob, Buffalo Grove, how are you, buddy? Yeah. How are you? Uh, uh, how are you doing, Sean? Good, good, good. I um, I just was looking online, and you were and you were talking about jobs. Yeah. Uh, last night I was listening listening to uh, your program on uh, at five o'clock, and they were raving raving about the job numbers. That's because how can they rave about the job about the job numbers when when uh, one hundred and fifty thousand is needed to uh, replace or to um, keep up with population. Bob, that's why my fans are the smartest fans in talk radio. Because you, Bob, said something that none of the experts have ever mentioned. And I was taught when I was 18 years old as a runner that, that the natural flow of an economy, dependent upon the workforce, needed a minimum of, at that time, I'm talking 1987, needed a minimum of 98,000 jobs to break even. Now, with the workforce of what it is, it is at least 150,000. And that's just to break even. And you know how deceitful that number is, Bob? It doesn't factor in government employment, which is the largest employer on the, in the country. The largest employer in America is the government. And it replenishes jobs that the taxpayers like you and me and the kid in there pay for. And it pretends that that's employment. When the reality is that's a liability. A government job is a liability to the people. It's not an asset. So to mix it, to collude it with all the other numbers is fraud. And you're exactly right. And hosts, I don't, I, listen, I don't have any ill will against any hosts. I don't care. But hosts that do that are con men to me. They just are. Because they want the public to feel a sense of confidence. Because you know what they understand, Bob, is that with a, with a, with a public that is confident in being r- ruled, they'll always be good slaves. And the Republicans want good slaves in the same way that the, the Democrats do. And that's why we're not talking about the spending, the debt, the continued borrowing, and the economic fraud being perpetrated to the American people. And that's why the, the, you have little states like our state who writes in, as a law that no, no obligation to state workers can be deviated from an agreed contract. Think about that alone. That they have written into law their pensions, their mystical costs that they they bestow upon the people. They can tax us in any way they see fit to make good on those obligations of the people who work for the state. And we just sit here like, oh, okay. What they've, in essence, said is our employees are more important than you, the rest of you. And that's why they make you feel like the economy is great. They want you to feel isolated like it's like it's you. Gee, something must be wrong because my, my insurance premiums are 400%, and they're saying there's no inflation. Yet my, my, my house is worth less than it ever was, and I'm paying more taxes. Yet my income tax that they say they gave me a break on, I'm still losing 3000 a month on hidden tariffs and other costs that they mix into me. You know what I mean? They, they're trying to delude yeah. us. It's To me, Bob, it's a con. And you know who's guilty? The conservative commentators who refuse to talk about it or don't know any better. So to me, yeah, they don't want they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be critical of uh, of uh, Trump and uh, 
the, the numbers. You know what's funny, Bob? I don't care. I, I'm amazed at the amount of people that want to look at strangers as if they're family and as if they know the intention of strangers. Aren't you amazed at this as we get over? We're, we're, this is America 2019, and you've got people that have faith in strangers versus their own principles. I'm, I'm blown away, Bob. Blown away. I was at the Freedom Summit, and as you know, I, I, I will criticize. Yeah, well, we met each other. Yeah, right. I remember. And as you, as you know, I criticize anybody. I don't give a shit who they are. If they're wrong, you're going to get called out. I was like that as a kid when my, when my parents were wrong, when my uncles were wrong. If you're wrong, you're going to get called out. So I had a little woman walk up to me, and she's like, you know, you've got to be nicer. You've got to believe, and you've got to have faith that Trump's going to do something. I said, listen to what you're saying. Do you believe and have faith in your husband all the time, or do you say he's an asshole? And her husband, I didn't know this, was behind her. He's like, well, sometimes I am. Exactly. Because you're people. Why do you think government, the, 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 the scoundrels among us, are somehow to have our faith and belief? And you know something, Bob? Listen today to radio on all the stations. The ones that are pro-Republican and pro-Trump have nothing other than belief and faith. They can't talk about the things we're talking about. You know how many people know it takes 150,000 jobs to break even? Nobody. 0.0002% of the population realize that. And they're waiting for some pundit to tell them the economy's good. And it's infuriating, Bob. It's infuriating to me. But the other number they're not talking about is the people that aren't looking looking for jobs that that are not included in the number. Of course. And here's the other thing. What about seasonal? You're entering season for Christmas help. Yeah. So, so when, when, I, when I traded, when I was down at the Merck, these numbers were always to be shaved by about 18%. Because about it, it, retail hires on people. And most of those people, Bob, are either minimum wage, their kids, or they're people with two and three jobs. So the reality of where our jobs are, if you were to back out government employees, if you were to back out companies that hired because of government contracts, and if you were to back out people who had two and three jobs, what do you think the frickin' number would be? It'd be 10,000. Congratulations, you had 10,000 real jobs. So they don't want to do that because that doesn't sell bullshit confidence. And that's what this business, unfortunately, has become. I'm sorry, it just has. And that's why podcasts and guys like me, we're going to be off to the side because we're going to be the ones that are going to tell you the way it is, whether you like it or not. And that's, you know what, Bob? I'd rather go down that way. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you yep, calling. It's a, a pleasure one. meeting you, by the way. Thank you. And that, that's the reality of things. Do you want the truth? But, you know, as I look around, as you look at society, the answer is no. People really don't want the truth. That's why, that's why people in size 16 dresses, women, say, does this make me look fat? Hey, it's a size 16, honey. How could you not? They don't want the truth. Gee, should I, should I be doing something? The minute you say, should I, odds are you know the answer. You don't have the courage to say it. That's what I think this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be different. This is where grievances and ideas and principles and realities all come together to be dissected, to be talked about, to be picked apart. Otherwise, do we not want to solve the, the solution? And you know what? A la Paul Krugman's article, the guy who was the enemy of conservatism, who is making fun of us, rightfully so, and it's unarguable. Listen, 
So the federal budget deficit just hit a trillion dollars. That's about $300 billion more than the Congressional Budget Office was projecting in the summer of 2017, before the Trump tax cuts were enacted. And basically everybody yawned. Were there fiery speeches in Congress denouncing fiscal irresponsibility? No. Was there intense media coverage? No. The story was tucked deep inside major newspapers. Was there severe market reactions? No. Interest rates are sustainably lower than they were before the deficit surge, mainly due to government intervention. Was that criticized? No. The lack of reaction to the deficit that would have been considered shocking only a few years ago in sort the fiscal policy equivalent of Sherlock Holmes' dog not barking tells us about the real economics of the conservative party. This is what he's right. You agreed with Obama. You just didn't like him doing it. You agreed with the spending. You agreed with the debt. You agreed with the quantitative easing. You agreed with the bullshit corporatist bailouts and subsidies. You just didn't like who did it. Otherwise, otherwise, you're too stupid to recognize what's going on right now. Which one is it? Because it can only be those two. Or should I come on and say the economy's good? You want me to come on and say the economy's good? Hey, maybe I'll get a regular drive-time show. Hey, the economy's good. Everything's great. And you should be thankful that the God above gave us Donald Trump. Is that what you want to hear? Because you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that when the ills aren't corrected. You'll hear the good things about Donald Trump from me. His foreign policies kick ass. I love it, except when he sells out protection to the Saudis. I don't like the Saudis. The fact that the Mormons were slaughtered and he is going to go to war with the cartels that slaughtered him, love it. Love a lot of things about him. You understand the main things that are going to affect your kids and my kids and our kids, grandkids we don't know? That shit's doubling down on stupid. The real important stuff that takes away our equity of our property, that's continuing. Rob in Indianapolis, thank you for calling the show. See, I go right to the calls on the podcast. How are you, buddy? Sean? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. How are you, man? Good. Hey, I'm down in Lexington. Okay. I'm down in Lexington, Kentucky, in sales trip. And I was on a golf course yesterday. Met, met a builder, and there's a point to the story. Go ahead. I asked, he's building a house in there. He's got it under construction. I said, how much does it cost? He said, oh, four, five hundred thousand bucks. I dropped the hammer. I said, what's the property tax on that thing? Oh, $2,500, $3,000 maybe. Yeah. I said, you know what that thing is in Illinois? Oh, put it's another zero. Yeah, put another zero on it. And these, and these people, these people, these people in Illinois say, oh, man, my property tax is nine or ten grand a year. That's not too bad. Yeah. Totally desensitized to the Rob, I just had this discussion with my wife this morning. I just had this discussion. It happens to be my anniversary today. Okay, and we're talking. And I congratulations. Thank you very twenty twenty years. And um, yeah, that's a fight, boy. It's a long, like one of those. It's like one of those boxing matches in the in the nineteenth century where they went on for hundreds of rounds. That's my my marriage. Anyway, you know, we're talking about. I'm like, (laughs) listen. I said, roll. I said, listen, babe. This is a, a bloodbath. You understand? She said, like, well, I want a new kitchen. I want a new kitchen. You realize how many times we've done the house and all, it, it's all gone. The money's gone. Now, I bought my house 20 years ago. 
She goes, we could still sell it for what we paid for it. I started laughing at her. <laughs> Are you nuts? I said, look at what we paid for it. Inflationally adjust the money. Obviously. What's the dollar buying in 2002 to now? Or 1999? What was our dollar worth in 1999 to now? And you realize it's almost 50%? And then add up all the taxes, add up all of the rehabs that we've done throughout the years, and you you have the audacity to tell me we're going to break even? What are you, nuts? We took a bloodbath. And that's you, well, not you, you're, you're in a different state, but that's everybody in Illinois. We took a no, bloodbath. And you know what got, I know, I know, I know. You know what got us here, Rob, are the freaking Republicans. Because they sat there with their thumbs in their derriere and they let this BS happen to us. They let these lies economically happen to us. Never forget the problem with our pensions. That was Thompson. Oh, I didn't know what a COLA would do. Oh, you didn't know what compound interest would do, you big moron? You didn't know? You ever had a basic economics or mathematics course? Or or does he get a pension? Or is he cut himself and his friends in on this shit? The Forest Preserve bunch that they are. They're all cut in on this shit. And that's why it's them against us. Representative Republican, my balls. My balls. This is is them against us. It ain't, it ain't ending. No. It's, it's, it's a crying shame, brother. It's a crying well, shame. It's, it's, there's, no, there's no way out. I can't believe the people are, are flying into the bullshit of, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to tax this and we're going to legalize marijuana and other casino and it's all going to be funky-dory. No way. You know, I think my frustration comes from the fact I don't want in on this scam. I never did. I don't want to be subsidized. Right. I don't want to be in a business that's subsidized. And you know what? At the end of the freaking year, when you realize everything you've paid and diff- the different ways you've been taxed, they have the, oh, they, then they whack you with the other taxes. Then you just try to get ahead. You open another business. They whack you with those taxes. They whack you with the, what's out of the dollar you make? What do you keep? It's like twenty percent. You, you said something on your radio show Sunday night that really hit me. And you said something about the, the willingness to be charitable to people that need charity. When you get work over as hard as we're getting worked over and you're and you're working extra hours you've got two companies whatever you're doing you're, the charitable side of you goes away yeah well i recognize like, I, don't I recognize when we were kids I, i'm 51 when we were kids they would have uh fundraisers for parents who the father lost the job yeah, right the the, the, the women yep. they get together they cook some everybody throw 50 dollars, whatever it is the guy'd make enough money yep. from that to float him for two months and you know what he would end up doing in my neighborhood he didn't end up paying the people back. He kept a log of what it is. Those are men. Today you and I. Those are commu- that's today, community. Today you don't have that. And you you know what? It was about us helping each other. We're more efficient at the charity than the government. That's why you know in all every case where the government takes pretends to take care of a citizen, the costs are three times what they are when we do it ourselves. And in the meantime, and we don't get to choose the truly needy. It's an impossible. Right. Everybody gets something, whether you really deserve it or not. And you got to see the character of people as they were humbled and and grateful and worked to pay back their fellow neighbor versus this shit where you got people living on on government cheese acting like regular people, like they're entitled to to the same benefits and pride I have. I'm proud because I earned it. I paid for my kids' schooling. I paid for their groceries. That's a pride you can't take from me. You could take all the money. And I'll go ahead and make more. 
but I did it. I paid for them. For somebody who, who took the to benefits it. of that money they took from me to walk around with the same, the same pride in themselves that I have to me is a flawed system. And I mean this. I got relatives. I, just, I got a cousin. He's a dear friend of mine. My, my, one of my closest friends. He's, he, was a, he became a fireman. In my old neighborhood, if you knew the right guy, you became a fireman. I got news for you. I could have been one. I had all the, the same end he got. He took it. I didn't. He never worked a day in his life. A fireman in a suburb, they put their feet up. If a fire happens, they slap on the rubbers. They run there and give a shit if the place burns or not. And then in the meantime, sure, they might save a person here or there. Great. Good for you. Bully for you. Just like the neighbor would have done if you weren't there. Anyway, in the meantime, they retired. They make 8000 a month. He's 51 years old. All he did is gain 30 pounds in a drinking problem, and now he's on a pension for eight, eight times yeah, a month. They, Come on. Don't tell me. It. And they're virtuous. What's that? First responders get discounts, and they're say, you know they oh. risk their life. What about the rest of us that risk our life? Everybody yeah. risks their life. Going to Rob, work if you're driving down the street, you see a young kid flip the yeah. car over. Are you not going to go dig him out? I know I am. I've done yep. it. I mean, the idea yep. that they act like, oh no, 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 we're special. I can't take it anymore. And that's the ones that are well, the first responders. How about the how about the lambones that drive around checking the zoning? They get the same freaking deal. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? was in St. Charles, St. Charles, and I'm seeing a truck. It says Environmental Services, City of City of St. Charles. Now, what the hell is that guy doing all day? You know, I screwed up. Though. Environmental Services. Yeah, it's for they, they do nothing. I mean, he waits for lunch. Attention. He decides where to go get lunch and where to meet his pals. I was on my way to the cigar store yesterday. There were nine freaking guys standing on a corner. <laughs> Nine guys, <laughs> all of them, all of them, f- six foot tall, 300 pounds with their freaking hands in their pockets, standing around like they were looking for a, for a bird to fly overhead. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. I actually went around the block for 20 minutes. I didn't see one freaking guy pick up anything. 20 minutes. Yet this son of a Sean, gun, I, in, it's outrageous, brother. In manufacturing, I have 30 people that work for me. If I see five or six guys standing around, I walk over and say, is there a problem, gentlemen? You need help with something? You're, you're, you know, you I got to tell yourself. You got to be busy. I make fun of union uh, bricklayers. I was one. But I make fun of them. But I will say this. You know what their favorite thing was? If you're standing there, you're doing something wrong. And then they'd call you lardass. I was working out four times a week. Hey, lardass, my mortar's getting dried. Have to run over there and get the mortar. I mean, it, the, the character of the men in the world, or in this country anyway, it is so gone. Dude, it is so gone. And then you know what bothers yeah. me? We get these talk show hosts. This is when you're supposed to talk about right or wrong and what the problems are and where the con jobs are. And these stupid son of a bitches, they get talking points, and they, 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 they just spew it out. I'm like, what the fuck? The f- popularity contest. What the hell is going on, man? The whole world's over with. But you know what, Rob? I don't care because I'm going to end up, I'm telling you what, I can't figure it out. I don't know if I'll have any money or not, but one thing I realized, a rich man and a homeless man have the same tan. So I'm going to go down to Florida and have that. So thank you for calling, Rob. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. See, to me, this is where you talk about right and wrong. You don't give into it. You don't give into it because you like a party. Illinois, we're we're products of, of, of party politics. Look at what happens here. The frickin' taxes are 10 times what they are in the states right next door. And in the meantime, the overwhelming success is in government employment or with government contracts. That's how you know, unless you make drastic changes, things are going to be progressively worse.
And if you're not willing to discuss it, if you're willing to buy the talking points and the lie, you deserve to have a low-life, socialist, Keynesian fraud like Paul Krugman make fun of you. This is a son of a bitch. I paid I don't know how many fees to go watch Stephen Moore debate this guy. He's did his same philosophy. He's making fun of you, and you can't argue against it because you're taking the government cheese, you're pouring it into forced credit, government spending, and debt, and you're telling me the economy's good? You lying son of a bitches. The economy's good when the government is small. The economy is good when the debt is nothing. The economy is good when it's running on its own cylinders and doesn't need government assistance to fire the spark plug. That's when the economy is good. This is a lie. I don't give a shit what the Dow Jones is. You know why they want it up there? Because the majority of the people think that they have that coming in retirement. They pretend themselves that their 401k is good. How many of you have access to your 401k? Go up, all you people who you're being told by these, by these moron hosts, hey, your 401k, is it up or down? Go try to get the money. Try to get the money and see what it is. See, when you borrow the money against your 401k, if you're paying the same rates as the corporations who borrow the money to buy their stock, that makes your 401k look good. See what rate you pay, pigeon. And then look at what kind of rate they're giving to these businesses to fluff the market. This is a, uh, a, 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 a L.A. porno studio fluff job. It's a pump and dump. And that's why six weeks ago, the same guy that broke the Bernie Madoff, he's a Greek, his name escapes me, broke the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme, came out on Bloomberg and various news to tell you that General Electric is bankrupt. It's a fraud. They've been cooking the books. Where's all the news? You know why they don't want that news out? Because that's how a lot of these pensions are anchored. How many of these pensions and 401k own GE stock? You can't afford to have GE exposed as a Enron, which it is, which it is. And in the meantime, us, the real people, the 20% that make the world go round, we're getting a freaking bill again. And on the next bailout and on this quantitative easing and on all this bullshit, we're going to get the bill. I say no. Tell me the truth. And let's fix it. Don't keep lying to me because you make me want to believe I'm part of your crew. I don't want to be part of your crew. I'm looking around at society. I don't want to be part of it. Sickening to me. By the way, did you see kid, the, the girl who tattooed her eyeballs? She, this freaking moron tattooed her eyeballs and now she's blind. blind. On this uh, Medicare for all, do I have to pay for that? Does that moron get offset with my premium? You see the problem with society? Unless you can control it, you really don't have one. That's why there's no such thing as a forest. There's just trees. There's no such thing as a society. There's just people. Don't buy this bullshit, even when it's sold by a guy who says he's a Republican. Sorry, had to vent a little bit today. Although it was my anniversary, I didn't really get her anything. I'm going to pay the cost later. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning.